Thank you for downloading The Pursuit Podcast. For more information on The Pursuit, visit thepursuitsoco.com. I got my eyes checked a couple years ago, and the doctor was like, baffled. She's like, I just can't figure it out. Because you know how they, who wears glasses in here or has been to the optometrist? They like put the thing and they say, is this side better? Or is this side better? What looks prettier? What looks clearer? And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, yeah, I can't figure your eyes out. So, all right. Um, how are we doing? Are we good? Congratulations on you, your marriage, you guys. That's very exciting. Very, very cool. I wanted to come give you a hug earlier, but... Um, God's doing some good things. I'm super excited about what God's doing. The pursuit launch, I'm like, it almost feels like a wedding. It feels like this really, really exciting, exciting thing. And um, I just love it. I love hearing the testimonies. I got another one from Artie. I seriously, testimonies right now I need because they are encouraging to me and they feel so good. And so thank you for sharing your testimony today. It's so cool. God gets glory when we testify of his goodness. He gets so much glory when we testify. Hanging out with you, Lizzie. This girl has testimony every day. She comes to our our CrossFit workout class here three days a week, and every time she gets in my car, she goes, you want to hear what's new? I'm like, yeah. It's like constant. God's doing some super, super good things in our lives, and I just love it because, you know what? God gets glory. God gets the glory when we have, when good things happen, and, um, And he wants to do more. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the miracles that he wants to do in our lives. Um, I had um, lunch or dinner a couple of days ago with a friend of mine. I haven't seen a lot lately just because life's busy and we both have teenagers and we're always chasing our kids around. But she asked me, you know, hey, so like what has this year been like for you? What have you been focused on? What have you been doing? And and I was, it, I had a hard time answering. I was like, oh, have I just been surviving? I'm not sure. Um, but really, when I think about the last few months, I've really been in, a, like, self-reflection. Has anyone else been doing some self-reflection? Seeing what God's done, seeing what he's brought you out of, seeing, you know, all, like, who you are. Like, for me, I'm, I'm 36, right? I'm 36. I like to say 26, but it's a lie. Um, 36, and I am a mom, and, I, and I'm still figuring out what makes me tick. I'm sti- still figuring out why I communicate the way that I communicate. I'm still figuring out why I parent the way that I parent, or why I love the way that I love, or why I, I hurt the way that I hurt. You know, I'm just in this, like, process where I'm trying to figure out who I am, why I am the way that I am, and just, just kind of figuring out my current condition. Like, why am I the way that I am right now? It's an interesting thing to think about. You know, why are you the way that you are? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> but it's e- really easy. It's really easy to blame situations on why you are the way that you are. I mean, I can blame COVID on a lot of things. I can blame um, relationships on them. I can blame my financial situations on, you know, inflation. I, ca- I can blame my current condition on anybody outside of myself. But I don't feel like that is um, a great excuse. I'm really good at excuses. I, I recently started meeting with um, a nutrition coach just to help with some personal goals of mine. And, and I told her, I'm really good at making legitimate excuses. I have reasons why I can't eat at lunchtime. I'm busy. I've got a task, I've got this, I've got that, you know? And so we create these excuses for why we're not pursuing our best because of our current condition. And 
And I feel like sometimes it's up to us to make the right choice, to show up, to do whatever it is, whatever your goal is. Sometimes it is up to us to do our part. I love, I have a message about partnering with our promise. And, and you know, God gives us promises and he fully wants them to happen. But sometimes you have to partner and you have to do the work. Okay, but sometimes it has to be a God miracle. You know, sometimes there are situations that are completely out of our hands. Sometimes there is something that you can't control, that you can't work, you can't strive, you can't be anxious to make it happen. And that's what I want to talk about today because I am praying right now for some things that only God can do it. A couple weeks ago, I was um, just praying, you know, had some things in my mind, and I'm like, God, do what only you can do. And I was praying this prayer, do what only you can do because there are things outside of my um, capabilities to fix or do. You know, there are things that I cannot do, and so I'm just praying, and my, my prayer, my desire to see, to see this promise, this, this thing fulfilled, this need met, I'm, it, turns, it turned into a prayer, which turned into intercession, which turned into so much more, and I'm just giving up all of my abilities. God, do what only you can do. God, you need to show up. You need to do this because I can't do it. Has anyone had a situation like that? Or is anyone going through a situation like that? I can think of a few myself. Like, I can think of a few for myself, and I can think of a few from just knowing people. But God wants to show up because he gets the glory when miracles happen. All right. Um, so I, I'm believing some good things that God can do what he can do. See, I'm trying to catch up to my notes. Um, sometimes, like, there's miracles that, like, you want to fly. You have this dream. You want to fly, but then there's gravity, right? Pulls you back down. Sometimes, like, you might be too old to, do, to try something new. Maybe you're too old to get in shape, or you're too old to, to get a new job or go back to school. I don't know. Maybe my body's just not good enough. I can't do that. I can't go on, I can't walk across the Golden Gate Bridge because my knees are going to give out. Maybe you have a, cur- a physical condition that is just too hard to, ha- to make happen. You know, some, maybe something's just too expensive. I can't, I can't open that business that's on my heart because I don't have the money to start it, right? We have these, these, exper- these excuses or these reasons why things are impossible. But God cares because he wants our lives to be significant. He wants our dreams and our hopes to come true. He cares that our, our, that our life is, is something more than what we want it to be because he gets that glory. He cares that our behaviors and our choices are actually going to be good for us, that are going to push us toward that promise. He cares that our relationships are healthy, does he not? Does he want poor relationships or good relationships? I mean, we know the answer. You don't have to answer. He cares that our bodies are strong because he wants us to maybe go to Uganda and, and dig up a well. You know, there are things that God wants us wants to do through us, and he wants us to be well enough to do those things. He cares because he's a good father, and he wants us to fulfill. He wants to fulfill our dreams in our lives. Um, miracles are great, and struggles are hard. <laughs> I don't know who hasn't struggled. Like, if you know of anybody, any human being of any age that hasn't struggled in some way or another. I can think uh, babies, they can't talk. Like, you know how hard that is to communicate what you need if you can't talk? 
it sounds silly, but, you know, seeing my nephew this weekend, um, Zeke came into town. He's six, six months old today. And um, just, you know, he, he just has a need. and He can't say, hey, mom, I'm hungry. He cries instead, right? Some people have struggles with communication. Some people have struggles with their with their mind, you know, we, we struggle with, like, some things I struggle with is body image, and who I think I am, I'm not good enough, and, you know, we have these struggles in our minds, sometimes we have struggles with our spending, with our finances, or with addiction, whether that's, you know, drugs or alcohol, but it could be, you know, too much screen time, you know, there are things that we have, we struggle with, and um, God's going to God's going to come through, and he's going to make it happen. He's going cl- to cleanse us of all the things that we struggle with because he wants to gl- be glorified in your life. Um, so there are some impossible things that I want to see happen in my life. Do you have impossible things that you want to see in your life? Are there things that you want to do in your life that seem impossible? Are there things you want to experience that seem impossible? I hope so because I know, like, as good as our life is, God wants more for you. Jesus had power over impossible situations, and I want to talk about those powerful situations that Jesus um, showed us that we, too, can have power over. The first miracle that he ever did um, was when he turned water into wine. You know, he turned a substance that was really good for you, right? Water's good, but it's tasteless. He turns water into wine, and not only did he, like, I, I just think the story is so cool. Do I have a picture of, of that? I might have a picture of, I like pictures, they're pretty. So the, the, um, the pots that he used, there were ceremonial um, jars. He said, he told the, he's at the wine, or at the wedding, and who's at a wedding? It's like the time you go all out, right? If you're going to spend money on anything, you go, out, you go all out on a wedding, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the time to, like, for the quality and the excellences to be high, high and really, really good. And um, so this family, they run out of wine. And, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, says, Jesus, help, we're out of wine. Like, what am I going to do? These guests, they're all expecting more. They want to party all night. You know, like, they, they need more wine. And Jesus is like, oh, it's not my time. I'm not yet supposed to perform miracles. But then his mom looks at him in the eyes like, Help me, Jesus, do something. You know, when you see your mom desperate for something, you're going you're gonna to do what you can, right? And so Jesus turns water into wine by telling, telling the servants, he says, go take the ceremonial jars and fill them to the brim with water. Then give them to the banquet master. And then when the banquet master tasted this wine, he said, wow, this is good. You know, Jesus doesn't just turn water into grape juice. He turns water into the best wine you've ever tasted. I'm not, I, like, I like wine, but, like, if, I, if Jesus made a wine, it didn't matter how good or how much I thought I liked wine, I would taste that wine, right? Like, it is like, I want to taste what he has because it's the best. And so Jesus performed the miracle of quality. He turns something, he turned nothing into something amazing, right? He can turn something that seems so simple into something that is so incredible and good. So that's my first example where Jesus had performed the impossible and he had power of excellence. Another thing, he had power over distance. So the, the, another, te- another miracle that he did is, um, it was after this. So this was his, fir- the, the wine was his first miracle. And then the second miracle, or maybe that's it, the, uh, later on in John, where most of these stories are from, he, um, he's just walking along and this city official comes up and says, Jesus, my son's dying. I need you to come heal my son. And um, Jesus goes, your son's healed. Go, you're good. Like your, son, your son's healed. And he's like, oh. And the Bible says the man trusted him at his word. 
The man trusted him at his word. And then this father is like, all right. He, Jesus said, yes, go. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go find my son, see him, see him whole again. And so he goes. He's on his way home, and he meets his servants. They come meet him and say, hey, your son's healed. He's like, and this, and this city official is like, oh, man, like, thank you, Jesus. And then he goes, and he's like, he's like, wait a second. He's already healed? Like, when did he get healed? And it says that he asks, what time did my son get healed? Like, talk about, like, checking, crossing your T's and dot in your eyes. You, what time did my son get healed? And after they talked, they realized, the, the father realized the exact moment where Jesus said, your son is healed, he, his son was healed. Come on, when we take the Lord at his time, when we take the Lord at his word, you better believe that you're going to see it. What promises are we holding on to that he wants to see fulfilled in our lives? Is there something that seems dead? Is there a promise that seems like it might be dying? Hey, Jesus says it's alive. Just believe, take him at his word. So Jesus has power over, this was like, he wasn't like, he didn't put his hand and lay on him. He just set it into motion, and it happened. I love that. So Jesus has power over distance. Again, Jesus performed the impossible. And then, okay, time. Who knows, like, who's been waiting for something to happen for a long time? Okay. Jesus has power over time. Another miracle that happened, Jesus goes to the pool of Bethesda, and um, it's a blank picture. That's weird. Oh, there it is. Um, so he goes to the pool of Bethesda, and there's this man that has been there for a long time, 38 years he's been sick. And um, he's lame. He can't talk. He can't walk. And the pool of Bethesda, I, I did some research on this, is a place where lame, um, deaf, blind, people, sick people would come and lay at these waters. And there was a, and culturally, People believed that there was a Greek god that would heal them if the waters were stirred. So the, the sick people would hang out in this pagan territory, and they would, um, they, the sick people would just hang out until the serpents, the, the Greek serpents of this god, I don't know what the name was, would stir the waters, and then the sick people would jump in the water and get their healing. And so like, the, the belief was that the first person in the stirred water would get their healing. And so Jesus walks up to this man, and he saw him, and this is uh, John 5, 5, 6, says, when Jesus saw him and knew how long he had been ill, he asked him, would you like to get well? I mean, he's at the place where he wants, like, he's there, right? He's at the pool wanting to get healing. Obviously, he wants to get well. And the man says, I can't, for I have no one to help me get into the pool at the movement of the water. While I'm trying to get there, someone else always gets ahead of me. Anyone have, like, been waiting for something, and you see someone else get healing, and you don't, and how frustrating that is? That, that thought just came. I didn't have that earlier. And I'm just, just something to think about. Um, I can't get there because someone always beats me to it. He got the blessing. He got the healing. She, she, she has her breakthrough. I'm still waiting. So there's, an, uh, there's a pretty good excuse. I physically can't move my body into that place to get healing. It's a legitimate excuse. So Jesus said to him, stand up, roll up your sleeping mat, and go on home. Instantly he was healed. He rolled up the mat and started walking. So this man has been actively waiting for a miracle for a long, long time. The problem, though, he was waiting for the wrong person to heal him. He, he was waiting, you know, culturally he was where he should have been. But all it took was one man, one man named Jesus that said, get up and walk. 
and he got up and walked. So even though it seems like you've been waiting for a long, long time, I'm not saying you're waiting at the pool of Bethesda, waiting for someone else to heal you. I'm saying Jesus has power over all the times, all the, all the hours, all the dates and years that you've been praying for a miracle to happen. Jesus is the one that's going to perform that miracle. You don't have to get your body into that water. Jesus is going to come do it for you. Stand, get up, stand up, and walk. Um, Jesus has power over time. He did, again, he did the impossible. Power over quantity. This is a good one because this is one that I personally need to learn every day. <laughs> every day. Like, it's like, it's a struggle for me. So Jesus um, went to preach to a large crowd. This is this, the testimony where there's 5,000 people. And, you know, when you bring food, people show up. So Jesus, you know, he has a plan. The Bible said he had a plan and, um, to feed these people. And so he asked Philip, hey, Philip, what? Or where are we going to get food to feed these people? And Philip goes, um, where? Like, what about how, how are we going to pay for this was his response. And so we, let me just go to my notes so I don't get distracted. But um, so Philip goes, like, like, where isn't the issue, Jesus? It's how are we going to pay for this, you know, to, to pay for that, that many people? That's, like, over two years of wages. Like, we can't, like, if we find the food, that's one thing, but we can't even pay for it if we find it so what's the point of looking for it and then at the same time Andrew goes the another disciple goes and he finds a boy with food and five loaves and two fishes definitely not enough to feed 5,000 people right have you ever had a need so big and you only have so much and you're like just not gonna happen it's hard. It's hard when you look. At, it's hard when I look at my bank account. Be like, I want to like, I literally want to like build a building and invite the whole world to come so I can help them and just you know do our CrossFit, give help with our help with our just help them with their lives. But it's costly. Like, how are we gonna to feed those five thousand people when I only have like my own lunch or this little kid's lunch? Like, it's a kid's lunch. It's not even an adult's lunch. It's like kid size, you know? Like, <laughs> it's a lunchable. Those aren't very aren't very great. But in this case, this boy, Andrew finds this boy, five loaves and two fishes, definitely not enough food, but it was all they had. And um, so Jesus gave thanks to the Lord. Lord, thank you for what I have in front of me. I think that's a really, really important key. It's not, is this enough? It's thank you, Lord, for what you've given me. Super, super important key when we're asking God to do something that's on his heart that we say, Lord, thank you for what you've given me. Thank you that I am where I am. I have what I have, and you can have this. My little bit is all that I have, and it's enough for you. Let him do the rest. And, and then this story is so beautiful because, um, like, not only did they feed the, everyone that wanted to eat till they were satisfied, they had enough to eat, but then they ended up with more than they started. And that's the kingdom. That's kingdom God. That's, that's my Jesus, right? That's your Jesus. God shows up, and he will do anything when you give him everything, even if your everything seems so insignificant. So Jesus has power over quantity. There is nothing too big, no number too high that God can't supply. Um, so another, another thing he has power over, and that's nature. May or may not seem that important, but it does sometimes. It is important. How many people, like, have, like, a wedding, the rain's supposed to, like, rain and be stormy? Like, that's super scary. Maybe you pray for that miracle, you know? Um, so Jesus is on the boat, or he's, he's on the boat, and um, Mark 4.35 says, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go to the other side. 
A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. I love how peaceful Jesus is through the storms. He's sleeping on a cushion. He's comfy. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Like, do you want us to die? Like, what are you doing sleeping? So Jesus got up, did what he does, rebuked the waves, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were all terrified now and asked each other, Who is this man? He must be God. Even the wind and waves obey him. I was in um, personal testimony of the nature because, you know, it wasn't just my wedding I was praying for, but we were, I was a 19, we were school ministry at a um, mission trip in Tijuana, Mexico. Who's been to Tijuana, Mexico? It's a cool place, um, really dear to my heart, actually. But we were doing some street ministry, giving food out, you know, prophesying out for people, praying for people, just loving on people in a downtown area. And all of a sudden, the storm comes in. It's like, it's like, it's, you're in Mexico, you don't think it's like going to rain, but for some reason, it rained that day. Actually, I know the why, the reason, I'll tell you at the end. Um, so this, this storm starts coming in, and we're like, oh my, this is going to end our ministry. Like, we got here for no reason. And so this, you know, the, the, the clouds come in, and it starts raining, and we're like, shoot, like, guess we got to go home. But then there's this kid named Bobby Brown. He comes up, and he gets on the microphone. He said, I rebuke you, storm. You go away. Jesus is going to be glorified. And he just starts commanding the, the clouds to open up. And no joke, no joke, people started opening their windows and looking out because he was, he was, like, intense. You know, you hear some yelling in the streets. You're going to, like, wonder what it is. And they're hearing him declare Jesus to come, and he commanded the, the, the clouds to open up and the rain to stop. And literally, this the clouds and the storm went away. And so all these people saw Jesus do what this kid asked, right? This like this this passionate, exuberant person believing that God was gonna do this. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, what's gonna happen? You know, like like I you know, but it happened and then we got to continue loving on people. And like that's God. You know, God has power over nature. Again, Jesus did the, did a miracle for the disciples, he did the miracle for me. I'm sure he's in the miracle for a lot of weddings or a lot of other things that we need power over, but God has, God cares about all of it. Um, so these are just like a few examples where Jesus does the impossible. He has power over distance, time, nature, finances, sicknesses, death. Um, doesn't Jesus say that greater works shall we do? Yeah. You, you have a need or a miracle? Greater works are you to do. These are, this is only the big, these are just examples, you know? When a teacher teaches, they want you to do more than, like, learn more and be capable of more than what they teach you. And Jesus lived his life to teach us how to live. He, lived, he li came to earth to teach us what we're capable of doing and then more. And I think that's so, so cool. Um, so I, I know God wants to do miracles in our lives because I, have, I personally want to see some miracles happen, and I have some desires I want met. So there's, there's that miracle of need. Sometimes we have needs. And, but some, maybe, maybe you're like, I don't have any needs. My life's like actually going really good. Like I'm super stoked about things. But what if you have dreams? I think also sometimes there are dreams that we, need, with, that we have in our, that we carry in our hearts that he wants to do miracles through our dreams too. So I want to go into that a little bit. Um, so the miracles that we're asking God to do, he wants to do because it gives him glory. Um, so God places big dreams inside of our hearts, not to discourage us, but to prove his goodness to us. 
He wants to bring glory. So Christ in us, the hope of glory, right? Like there's a message Elijah preached a couple months ago that's so good. It was so encouraging because Jesus came and he lives inside of us so that his glory can be revealed through us. It's like, it's, it's, it is good because it's, and it's also very humbling. Like, wait, wait, I can carry the glory of God? Like through my life, I, I can... I can carry his goodness. I can share who he is through. Like, it's, it's, it is a very humbling thing, but it's something to be really proud about, you guys. It is something just to, like, be loud and proud. You know those people that you meet on the streets that are just, like, so outspoken about Jesus, and you just look at them, you're like, okay, I see you, you know? I want to be someone that people see his glory in my life. I want to be someone that, that is exuberant, that, that, like, why is that girl so blessed? I want them to wonder. I want to be that, 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 that city or that city on a hill where they look at the, the, the congregation of the pursuit like they are, wait, they used to be this big and they're influencing the world? Like what? I want to be like that. I want to be the salt to the earth, you know? Like that's what God wants to do through our dreams. And um, so sometimes it's like we, we base our dreams based on our current condition. Like, I don't have, like I said, I don't have enough, I'm like Philip, where I don't have enough money to feed these 5,000 people. How am I going to do it? So sometimes we limit ourselves based on our current condition. And the same like the lame man at the pool, you know? I'm sick. I'm just going to accept where I'm at. I'm just going to stay here. And maybe one day someone will help me into the pool. (laughs) You think it's too late? Like, Oh, I forgot the other. Did I share about Lazarus? Oh, I forgot about Lazarus. So Lazarus, that's another miracle, power over death. I mean, you guys know the story, but, like, Jesus has power over death. You know, you think it's too late for you? Well, think about Lazarus. He was dead. He was, like, actually dead and, like, not just dead, but, like, stinky in the grave dead, you know? And Jesus was able to come through and say, no, like, life, I speak life into you. Into your, or in the Old Testament, I let these dry bones live, right? It is not too late to let your dreams come true. Let me tell you, Jesus will be glorified and wants and desires to be glorified through your life, through your dreams. And um, RC, your message, where I, your message a couple weeks ago, like I want everyone to hear it. It was so good. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. But he talked about this, this, these rooms where we, ha- we live in this negative, we can, we can easily live in this hopes deferred space where, you know, you're, you're surrounded by this death. You're surrounded by the things, the mistakes that you made or the shame that you have or this heartache or pain, things that you try to do and it's not happening. And, and you know what? Like, if we live in that space, we really will die. We really will die, and we, we're not going to affect the kingdom of God at all. And I know everyone, if you love Jesus, you want everyone to know Jesus because life is so much better with him. So we have to choose to not live in this negative space because when we do, we set limitations on what God can do through us. You know, based on our current condition, because when you're in this, when you live in, like, this space where I'm, I'm guilty, I've been there, and I struggle with it. Even this morning, you guys, like, I asked God, I'm like, do I have to do this? He said, just be real, just be you. And so I'm like, okay, I can do that, if nothing else. So in this headspace, like, I, if you think about, um, I'm not good enough, or I don't have what it takes, or I did that one time, or I, you know, this happened to me, or whatever excuses, or whatever, if, whatever you feel, your feelings are your feelings. You can't just, like, change them right? But you can focus on certain things. And so I don't want to base what God can do in my future based on where I'm at right now. 
even whether it's good or not, right? We need to focus on what God can do so that we can get and let him be glorified in our life. So our current condition, our pain, our needs, our, our desire, our like desperation for miracles to happen is no match for what God can do because he wants to do it through us. And I want us to think about what, what are you asking God for today? Because I think there are some really, really important things on his heart because they're important on your heart. You know, we delight in, in, in Jesus. The Lord says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I mean, testimony, just to share really quickly, I, I, I had a party at my house a couple years ago. We were renting a place in town and um, I had this, we were hosting a party and I asked my cousin to write the scripture, delight yourself in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of your heart. And secretly I had this, not secretly, I guess it wasn't a secret, but we wanted to own a home. You know, that was something that we really, really desired to do that felt impossible. It felt like an impossible situation because, you know, like we were scraping pennies, paycheck to paycheck, didn't have a savings account. We had all these things that were kind of lined up to, pr- to tell us that, no, you don't have what it takes to have your dream come true. And But I put that scripture on my wall, and it's still on my wall today, but now it's on the wall of the home that I own. You know, God can do things if we delight in him if we delight and focus on him and and really let him him like take care of us he really does want to care for the ones that delight in him and um i just i just want to encourage you guys that whatever your miracle is whatever the miracle you've been holding on to whatever the miracle you have that that uh, may seem like insignificant or um, too big or not big enough, like, it doesn't matter. If there's a desire in your heart, he wants to see it fulfilled. And sometimes God can do what God can do. And so don't limit what God can do based on what you can do. So if you have something that you want to hear, or if you, if you have a miracle or a desire or a dream that you need God, but you, like, are desperate for God, I want you to stand because I want to pray pray for you. So if there's something that you have on your heart to do or be or any whatever that is, if anything um, resonated with you, because I really want God to show up. Yeah, that'd be good. Because um, we got to put, we got to give this before the Lord. Because he's the one that can do it. He's the one that could feed 5,000. He's the one that can heal the sick. He's the one that can f- to give you all the desires of your heart. He's the one that can bring your children back home. You know, he's the one that can, can provide for you when you don't know how to provide for yourself. Jesus is the one that can come through. So Jesus, in, in, your, in your mind's eye, just put that desire, that need, that miracle in front of you. Jesus. Do what you can do. Father, we delight in you. We know you can do miracles. You know you can heal our bodies. We know you are so, so generous with us. We know you have more for us, Jesus. So, Lord, we, we give you these desires. We give you these needs. We give you these dreams 
And Lord, I just ask for everyone in this place, everyone that has a desire or dream or need or miracle, Father, I just ask for the testimony to come. I ask for the breakthrough to come. I ask for, the, for, the, for it to be met, Jesus, so that you can be glorified in all of my family's lives. Lord, let your life be glorified. Let your promises be glorified in our lives, Lord. Let your glory shine through these miracles that we're asking for. When we don't know how, when we don't know when, when we don't know, when we don't have the answers, God, we look to you, Jesus, because we need you. We need you so desperately, God, to do what only you can do. Just listen, listen, to the, listen to the Holy Spirit. I feel like he wants to, wants to tell you some things right now. He's saying, I want that too. He cares for that too. I'm really looking forward to hearing the testimonies. He's doing it. He's working. He's working on our behalf. Because there are situations that we can't even touch. That we don't have control over. That it already feels like it's too late. That it's been too long that it's too broken. He's saying it's not too broken for me. It's not too broken for me. He's saying, I have you safe. I have you where I want you. Let me do the rest. Some of us, he's asking us just to surrender the desire. Not give it up, but to surrender it to him and let him do it his way. In his timing. Because his timing, let me tell you, is the best. It's the best. Because what he brings together is so much better. You know, he can turn rags into riches. Beauty from ashes. He can turn anything around. He could turn death to life. He could turn sickness to healing. Not just healing, but to strength. You have sorrows. He wants you to be joyful. That's what my Jesus does. That's what your Jesus does. He is the restorer of relationships. He is the author of our lives. And all we have to do is trust him. All he's saying is, give me what you have. Give me your lunchbox. You want a new home? Just give me your lunchbox. (laughs) 
Trust me. He's saying, trust me, trust me, trust me, my friends, my family. He can do it so much better than us anyways. Let him build it in your lives. So believe it today, okay? Believe that your desires are more than just your desires. Your desires are also on his heart. That he will see glory in your life. That you will see breakthrough in your life. You will be those cities set up on a hill. People will wonder, and you're going to tell them it's because of Jesus. It's because I gave my life to Jesus. It's because he is my love. Amen? So I want to see it. You guys, I want to see it. Say, I want to see it. I want to live it. I want to experience it. And I want the world to know it. Come on. Power of the testimony is so good. So share what God's doing in your life. Share, share your desires with people. The more you talk about what you want to see happen, the more capable it feels. You know, the more you talk in excited ways, the more, like, prepared you feel. It's time just to live it. There is so much hope, and I think, I hope you leave with that hope today. It's not a struggle. Yes, there's needs. Yes, there's miracles needed, but it's so hopeful. Jesus is such the, 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 the perfect God that all we have to do is say yes. Amen? All right, well, go walk in it. Go experience it. Go experience those, those breakthroughs and those miracles and those dreams fulfilled. I believe in you guys. I believe in, in who you are and who God made you to be. And I believe in Jesus, most of all. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Pursuit Podcast. For more information about The Pursuit, visit us at thepursuitsoco.com.